receiving a signal from another planet. Fanboy planet. Watch animated chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie. Sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the letter F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor. I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby. Exactly what I wanted for nice. Christmas. Nice. <laughs> you seem to be assuming you're going to get a response. No, I'm not assuming that at all. I, the, I, off the air, I'll say what my what the actual Christmas gift from my daughter was, and it's it, it's you know it, it's funny. So, and of course, we hear that we hear that extra voice. We got that extra headset on, and we are recording. So we're hey. tuned in. I think, except for me, I don't think I'm tuned in. Let's see. Me, 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 me. Can you hear this? Uh, can I? Yeah. Laughing is outrageous and contagious. And ha, 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 And I think all... Uh, are you tuned? Is this... No, it's not me. That's you. Okay. Hello. That's, that's why... Ma, 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 me, Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now I can back off. All right. Hey. Excellent. This... Is that's the Fanboy Planet podcast? This is Jeremy possibly Scott, the most in awesome open ever. Fanboyplanet.com, and we are podcasting on Wednesday, January tenth, and uh, uh, we are here with a special guest to talk at the beginning. Uh, he's he's joining us from his from the the game room annex of uh, of the bread cave. called the arcade. <laughs> the arcade is it? <laughs> My God, is it Murder World back there? Not That's, quite. It's, Not quite. It's more the, the so identify movie. yourself, Shang Chi. Hello, this is Justin Brett Schneider. You can admit who you really are, not yeah. Shang Chi. That's the secret identity. <laughs> and of course, across a podcast producer, recording and hosting, literally here at the fabulous Brett Cave. Still dialing everything in, Rick Brett Snyder. It's going to happen. All right, and of course, if you're listening to us on your on your favorite podcatcher, make sure you tell your friends where to find us. Uh, because I've, we've certainly run into that situation where people ask, "Is it available oh, yeah. on this?" And yeah, I yeah. say, oh, "Okay, which one do you go to?" It just it just came up last night. Um, so. <coughs> Uh, you can do that, and of course, if there's anything we talk about on this podcast that you would like to own for your very se- self, and it is legal to own, you and you cannot find it. Justin does not qualify. No, Justin does not. He he is a rentable though, right? I mean, rent a man. Uh, depends on what it's for. <laughs> well, we could cut your hair for locks of love. It's getting there it's getting shaggy. Anyway, if you can't find it at your local brick and mortar store, there is a handy dandy Amazon link on each and every Fanboy Planet page. Uh, every podcast page, it is a ser- there is a search box and sometimes direct links. There's at least one item tonight, and we'll talk about whether be a di- there is a direct link and an article on Fanboy Planet. And, of course, you can also go to thinkgeek.com if you just, there's some geeky stuff maybe we haven't talked about it, but it's a great place to look and spend. If you feel like you have a little extra money post Christmas, just a little, a little extra money, you can spend, it. and we are affiliated with them. Check so under the couch. So get a small gift. And you know what we haven't? I don't think we've done a podcast since we uh, signed up to be. We are an affiliate, affiliate with the Silicon Valley Comic Con. 
No, I did. I think we did do one podcast because Rick one really wants to earn. It's like selling grit. Yeah, you really want to earn that 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 six foot tall stuffed pink panther that they're offering as the grand prize. I thought I wanted to buy the blue or get the blue. No, pants. I know you do, but that's what I remember from grit and and, and junior high. Oh yeah, sales. yeah, that was the time. Odd things. The the ham radio set. That's what you want to get. There's another one. There was grit, and there was one where you sold seed packets too. I don't remember what company that was, but I do remember that. Yeah. Yes. Did anybody? I have never. I, made, I do a lot of going to antique stores and like collectible shops and so forth. I have never, ever seen an actual issue of grit. No, no, never, never. But I, I do remember signing up for, and I got a starter package, which ended up costing. Seeds? No, no, no. Of they were like, it was door to door, holiday card sales. I vaguely recall that as well. And so I had a whole packet of holiday cards they all marked so that you couldn't reuse them yourself but anyway the point is of course if you go to fanboyplanet.com there is a a banner on the side for silicon valley comic-con and you can buy tickets follow the link there go through and purchase tickets to silicon valley comic-con which is all about gonna buying be cool. we don't make you sell anything no we don't we don't but you can say hey fanboy planet tell your sent, friends sent us. And if you would like to help support the cost uh, defray the cost of podcast hosting and uh, the website hosting you can of course just directly go to paypal and donate say five dollars something reasonable not much just a little bit at editor at fanboyplanet.com and there's a link there as well on the website and of course if you have any questions comments compliments commentary criticism write in to editor at fanboyplanet.com so let's let's. Uh, You're gonna be, put music under that. Uh, no, it's okay. It's the <laughs> it's the quiet storm, the quiet Johnny storm, if you yes, will. Yes, yes, yes. That's of course uh, top stories tonight. There are actually two. We got a lot of comics news, a lot of movie news, a lot of TV news. But uh, we were going to talk about uh, this week. I got a message out of the blue from Rick Breshner. It happens a lot uh, about the the shutting down of a um, MMORPG. Which was Marvel? What they call it? Marvel Heroes? Marvel Superheroes? Marvel Heroes? Which was, I know, was available as what well, you know on the on the PlayStation Network and I think on Xbox. And there was a definitely yeah. a, a PC version. I did not get involved in that game because I felt burned by the Superhero Squad game years ago with my son and by Gazillion. You got a bit of play out of that, though. I, I, it was a good thing to interact with my son, but he yeah. got he got burned really more than I did. He had did. bought a lot of stuff? or uh, The situation was, one, he had accidentally blocked. He didn't mean to. Like He, he was just thought he was being funny because he was like eight. Uh-huh. You know, like, oh, I don't like this comment that I'm message to him so then he had basically flagged oh, me as inappropriate and he nice. didn't know what he what he meant so i explained i wrote in and explained so they lifted they lifted me at that point but i understood that i was just like you know he doesn't mm-hmm. get what yeah. it was yeah we were playing at different computers and uh then he had somebody had bought him a membership and so he thought he had more gold than he did uh and so they banned him i got the ban lifted <laughs> And then the membership ended, and even though it was still supposed to be free to play, they deleted his account. Nice. And yeah. so it was just like, come on. This yeah. is a kid learning all the rough things. This is a child. This is a game for children. It, it totally was a game for, like, preteen and younger. Just, yes. Just hearing you describe this, it's like, who in their right mind was running this thing? Well, if you've, if you've ever played Marvel Heroes, I mean, you looked at that compared to... 
Sony is still running DC uh, Universe Online. Right. And it's still going strong. And it, it's a game that looks good. And in comparison, the Marvel Heroes game, I don't know anybody who ever played it. And I'm not saying this to be like me. Oh, no, it's no. just like I remember when they talked about at a Comic-Con, it's coming. And I was like, this is great. I'm going to look into it. Well, obviously, it wasn't making enough money because Marvel informed the developers that they were going to close down at the beginning of this year. And then the developers in the middle of December of 2017 decided they were going to close up early. So even though the notices had gone out saying your accounts are going to get shut down in January, uh, in December, it was like, it was like somebody called, um, the fixer or what's the, what's uh, the cleaner, the cleaner, you, you know, the, what's the Mr. Wolf from, <laughs> from, from, uh, Pulp Fiction. And the the domain was gone. The servers were gone. The offices were gone. No one's answering the phones. All the employees were fired, laid off right before Christmas. This is not the way to do it, people. No. Is this but, Gazillion? Yeah. And if you had... Does Gazillion exist at all? Not at all. No more. It just totally... Okay, so I'm free out. to say... We're, we're free to talk about them oh, sure. poorly. You know, sure. Because this is terrible. This is terrible, and it's, it speaks to a larger issue about we were talking about you know, like how you own your own comment content were you invested in this game was this a fun game did you want to be able to play it yeah. forever i know that the industry is moving towards because we just had this battlefield 2 issue or uh, battle star wars battlefront 2 uh, the whole thing about the how much you had to play and, and how they were trying to push ea was trying to push towards it all being online so this is why i don't like online right because I just want to play a good game, and I'll revisit a story mode. Yeah. I'll do years later. I want to go back and play the game that oh, I... Oh, man. I, I mean, City, you played City of Heroes. I did play City of Heroes. I think, actually, I've never... I think we've ever heard this. I think we met, actually, in City of Heroes, because I think, I think... No, we did not. No, I think Brian gave me the names of two people, and I'm pretty sure one of them was I would never have given Goodson. Brian my name. I would have never, but okay. Goodson maybe... But no, you have said I was on a panel at a oh West, I know I, I at a silicon. That. I'm just I'm just saying that, yeah. that I thought there was some time before that that we might have, without our real names, met in cyberspace. You really want to make this like you've got mail thing happen? No, no, for no, us no, and it's just not. No, no, I was the metropolis around the corner. It's not going to no. happen anyway. Here. So uh, the, the 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 point being, I hadn't played that for years. And then I went in. I found the I found the client still on my computer. I went in, and all my characters are there. And I was like, "Coming home." I, I remember these characters. It's it's these are things I created. It's art. It's it's a it's an act of creation. Even though the palette's kind of limited, it's still something you built. Mm-hmm. And digital assets like that are so fragile. When we never got into it, but there was a whole subculture of people in Disney Infinity who were building playsets. Who were brilliant and got jobs at Avalanche right. because of their work. And if you had spent hours and hours and hours building this stuff and thinking, I'll be able to, you know, and I can say, show my kids or whatever, that's just gone. And as of January, well, you could download something like I haven't gone back in. Right. I downloaded as many play uh, toy boxes or place play, play sets play sets yeah. that I that I thought I would have there are fun play with. sets that you used in the toy box I yes think that's the confusing um, part so I downloaded as many of those 
as I thought would be reasonable for me yeah. to play. And I still, I still haven't gone back in. But as of because we we were at the creative campus last week. Yeah. Up until December, they had life size figures all around the creative oh, campus, my. and they, yeah. and I was like, okay, I'm going to take Luke, and I'm going to show Luke, uh-huh. and he's going to get. And they were gone. They're gone. So they finally are gone. But whatever um, they went, yeah. maybe they'll show up at Disneyland somewhere. But yeah, no, I, I I agree. It's like the sadness with Lego Dimensions. There are still some great sets. All I'm hoping is that. Like with a new Lego Dimensions, it, or if they're going to do a Lego Dimensions, shutting down supporting Lego Dimensions the first game, yeah. but if they do a two. Now you have the option; they they could license the Star Wars uh, figures because they're doing all these Star Wars games, yeah, for Lego. So why not let people build the figures and put them into a new a new Lego game? But I don't know if the Toys to Life thing is still happening. I mean, it seems like Nintendo's Amiibos are still yeah they are still going, but. You know, <laughs> I've been buying Amiibos. But, the, you know, you're right. There's a loss of this is back to what do you actually own anymore? You invest. At least the thing with Toys to Life is you had a physical fi- physical figure. Right. A toy. Right. And there's still some pretty neat toys. I mean, like Gaz Gretzky, I know, bought all the Star Wars figures just so he could have them on his shelf. Yeah. And never played the game. But we've we've seen, um, not just in games, but also in, in books and magazines, at least two or three companies, at least two um I think there's a third, although I can't bring it to mind, that have shuttered, and anything you bought from them, mm-hmm. once the once the again digital rights management is basically a a time based uh, copy protection. So every now and then you your computer has to log in and verify that you own these things through their server. Well, if that server goes away after a little while, you will no longer be able to use or read that that content with disney movies every six months you have to tell itunes that you you still still want to although and they just change from disney movies anywhere to which i'm glad of this yes yes movies anywhere right one app that you can watch all your digital content through but i have them all on physical media there was actually two or three things that consolidated under that brand um yes warner brothers was one because i just I just entered the digital code for it. I could play it on my phone oh, right now. Nice. Anytime. Nice. Just scared the crap out of my just son. Just in case randomly. you're having trouble sleeping. Hey, Georgie. I'm sleeping way too Will much. You come down? <laughs> hey. Yeah. But uh, the digital age, I mean, there, there are so many positives to it. Being able to carry around a whole library in your pocket, you know, being able to play the same computer game on somebody else's computer. I'm probably going to go blind, by the way, with this, this library, like uh, 10 years earlier than I should have. Because, because you're reading on your because phone. Because I'm reading on my phone. I need yeah. to get a bigger phone. I know this, but yeah, anyway. Uh, tablet. Just a few two cents on the DRM stuff, specifically with games. There are a lot of games that are using a specific DRM. I don't remember which one it is, but some of the games, like an indie company will come out with a game and they basically say, if someone cracks the DRM, we'll just get rid of it. And it's cracked in a week. And people can download a version. So they that, remove the DRM yeah, if somebody breaks it. People people are just pirating the game because the DRM is effectively useless. So they just go, okay, you can all have it without the DRM. Because yeah, I, I am in a position, and I know not every that not everybody is, but it's like I would rather I'll pay you the five, make it a reasonably price. I would rather pay that than to yeah, no, pirate it. But yeah, it is it is just kind of like a at least in a lot of games, and it's especially single player games. It's like okay, we have the DRM. It has maybe a small effect on performance, and then people just 
crack it in a week, so it's effectively worthless. Mm -hmm. So you have all these people taking it for free, uh, and then you have the people paying for it getting a worse experience. Yeah. Well, let's let's stay on games and transition to why you're sitting at this (laughs) table. And that is because this week is the Grand Overwatch Tournament. So it's the start of the Overwatch League, which is... Insane. But... (laughs) I saw, I've seen some articles and was like, I, if you told me 10 years ago that this was going to be something that was happening. Oh, yeah. There's no way. And to be fair, if you told me 10 years ago that esports would be a thing, How I How about would, 10 months I, ago? I, at 10 Overwatch months? League. No, it's been a 4 oh, Overwatch has been a competitive, like, online viewed game for basically since it was released. But there have been others. How old is that now? Two years? Uh, at le- there's been at least three big tournaments. Okay. Esports goes way back though because it's it's one of the big things for um, League of Legends. But before uh, that, Defense of the Ancients. Before that, would we include TV POW on Channel Two? No, uh, um, I would consider that an esport. The the Counter Strike. Uh, before that, um, st- start. Uh, it's the Part cheesy. It's Blizzard's sp- first space game. Oh, Starcraft. 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 Good lord. Rick, Starcraft. Knew that. Yeah, Starcraft, Starcraft is one. Starcraft is owned you know, by Korea. You know, Korea is like the the nest for all of esports. They they just were like a national and just well, they organization. Kept, they kept City of Heroes alive like yeah. two years longer than it was popular in the United States. And yeah. just to give people a little reference point for esports, these teams, that is literally their job. They get up in the morning, they train for 10 hours in a team house where the entire team is living there. They just play the game, developing strategies okay, so all day. There's, a, there's a, I think, a legitimate question I have to ask you, which is, how does one transition from amateur enthusiast to <laughs> professional? Next to impossible. Uh, in Overwatch, there is a system you basically have to be the absolute best of the non-professionals to even get Blizzard, get anyone's everybody gets ranked, right? Attention. Uh, if you're playing the ranked mode, right. you have a rank but from bronze, silver, gold, diamond, platinum, might be the other way around. Uh, and then there's Grandmaster. And then within Grandmaster, there is the top 500. And if you're not in the top 500... There is no chance you're even going to be so considered. So I think I'm going to have to keep my day job because I believe I played the gorilla, and that's all I can say is I know there's an overpowered gorilla, or as my son would tell me, an OP gorilla. So, but they had to alter the game for the tournament. Uh, is that correct? Or they had to make some adjustments? So, a little bit. Uh, in the game, you can have different skins for the character. So, you can have. The character Winston you had you were talking about he's usually the in, in what is called what looks a lot like I a spacesuit yes and what looks like a spacesuit with rocket rocket pants packs on his back he also I want rocket pants I want so. rocket pants as well <laughs> space pants uh, or he can have a scuba diver outfit that functions exactly the same but looks completely di- but looks significantly different his silhouette's still the same so at a glance you can go oh you might be able to go oh that's winston at least if you're familiar with the game but if you're is not is there a skin in game, which he looks like andy circus Ooh, that'd be cool uh, just a lot of dots all over i don't know but i <laughs> there is 
I believe that Carl D'Angelo, if he's listening, just laughed at me, and I, I appreciate that. If I... Uh, give me a moment. No, no, we have no moments. Go, roll. I was going to look up... There's a new character that has a skin that is a reference to a, a well-known... A CGI. Singer. Oh. Uh, the two skin, One of the skins is called Glam, and has a like, okay. star over Oh, it's David line. Bowie. Yeah, yeah, so two skins that are a reference yes. to David Bowie. Or Starburns. No. Or for that matter, Paul Stanley. Could be. Uh, but, could be. But no, I think the glam would be would be Bowie. Bowie, yeah. yeah. Uh but the point is that someone who doesn't know what what all the Overwatch characters look like will go at this and go, Okay, so that's the big gorilla that does these, this, that, and the other thing, and then the next game he now looks like a scuba diver, and they go, Wait, but isn't he and it can cause confusion. Plus, he can be on both sides. Yeah, and you can have Winston on both teams. Right, right. With okay. different skins. This much I understand. Uh, right. So, for the Overwatch League, they decided, okay, every team has team colors. And their team is in those skins. So, like, a team might have a primary dark green, secondary lime green. Another team has, like, orange and yellow. Uh, one of them is purple. Okay, so, so on and so forth, right. and that's the that's the color skin they are using in all of their matches, almost. Except that in every match, one team has the away team uh, status s- uh, skins, which is white w- accented with their primary color. So, so just like football, <laughs> I believe so. I believe I understand so, that. I yes. followed it. So at a glance, you can go white team. Okay, that's on this team. The, uh, the Brilliantly colors. colors th- yeah. This that's the other team, and you can just easily differentiate which who's on which team just at a glance. So they've actually made esports like real sports. Yeah, and somewhere a, a, a sports fan's head just exploded. So <laughs> it's, it's like, and it, it was so it's, obvious. <laughs> it's actually a lot more like normal sports than you might think. Because I just looked at the schedule a little bit earlier. There's going to be Three or four weeks of matches. Okay, let's not pretend. I know that you watch professional sports under duress, so don't tell me. <laughs> uh, no, he comes I, out. I, I, I see. A, I know that your mother holds the hot, the television hostage on Sundays yes. in the fall. I, I see parts of parts of games every now and then. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Under duress. I yeah, yeah. Uh, it was either that or you don't get to eat. I get it. <laughs> uh, lost my train of thought. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But there's several several Back weeks, to Bowie. several okay, weeks of games. Each week there's four days of games. Each day there's three games. So each team plays not quite every day because there are twelve teams and only six teams play in a day. Now, are they hosting these? Uh, it, I mean, I know last year they were played at. Uh, at so the, physically, they were in a the location. Yeah, they, you know, and which I I don't understand how it goes, but I know Steve Mix went. Yeah. And so is it? Are I'm, they playing Bay Area? I know we have a San Francisco. I team. don't think I don't think the it's shock. Bay Area playing this time. I think it's down in L.A. right now. Ah, okay. uh, but I'm not 100 percent sure. That's more based on a personality that I know that covers Overwatch that is in L.A. at this time, right. and I'm pretty sure that he's there for that okay. event. Uh, but it's also hosted on Twitch, the video video game streaming service. And at l- I'm pretty sure at least one other source. Uh, so you, you think just- it's going to be on YouTube as well? ESPN Ocho? 
I'm not I'm not sure, but ESPN is actually closer than you might think. ESPN has done esports. I know they have. Yeah. Well, I, I know the Ocho featured when they had the right. one day of Ocho. That was uh, that was yeah. one of the things. Yeah. Hey, whatever whatever will get them ratings and will get them paying for a streaming service. I'm right. I know. So are there, are there live events that you can buy tickets to and go and see this live, or is it just online? Uh, you can see it live. The the Watching, I was just watching it being streamed just before the I mean, podcast. Live, as in my heart beating heart is in the same auditorium as all the players. I'm getting there. Okay, <laughs> I was just watching it, and it's in an actual like theater stage okay. setup with the actual team sitting at their computers in front of the crowd. So a large monitors and Above. big old monitors. Yeah. Uh, however, they have watch professional sports. A, lo- a lot sports. of a lot of <laughs> I uh, can't see. There's been a lot of things that have been evolved in that, such that the giant monitors that are for the crowds, the professional players physically can't see them. them. Yeah, they can't see each other. I I actually, when I was at PAX last year, PAX Prime in in Seattle, uh, I watched some esports that were done, and it was like they're. It's almost like you know those cubbies that racehorses are in before they take off. They're all it's like eight of them there, four and four. I'd I'd liken it more to like being in a very small cubicle but yeah 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 but it's basically they can't see each other they can't see they can see the audience but they can't see anything that would give them a clue as to what's going on with the other players if they lean back they can see their allies but then they can't see the other team there might even be just like a turn so that there's like just a wall between both teams yeah or well it's like weird geometry we, we can't we can't see nerdables recording (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> even though they're probably in the next room for all i know anyway yeah i understand uh, I see the, the competition and the then there's broadcasters actually talking about what's going on yeah, color commentary moment. yeah yeah that's impressive when you we get these guys who actually do a decent job of color commentary and they're really interpreting live and live what's going and especially on especially when a fight in overwatch is 12 people doing all these things, somebody teleporting around the field, another person flying up in the air. And that was the moment I said, I miss Tetris. I do recall <laughs> that going, I really miss this uh, of Tetris. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that they actually follow what's going on and they actually have a couple tools to like, like, oh, either we're following the perspective of this player or we're Switching to- going for a free flow camera of wherever the Action. The person wants to see it from, or there's some pre-programmed cameras, or a view I saw recently, which is just a top-down view of the map and little oh, circles awesome. representing the characters and what direction they're looking, cool. so that you can get, just get a full view of here's where everyone is. So if you're watching this on Twitch, you know, write in, explain this to me <laughs> further. I, I I don't know. I actually have a I have a good friend who does run a Twitch channel. Uh, Tati Alabastro, uh, cream bananas. Uh, so he and he games. He's tried to convince me to join uh, a time or two. Just to, it's like I have no idea what I would participate in. But that's it, it's it's again it's, it's it's a whole new thing and it's good to mention. And it's the last time we will speak of this again. So let us. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Justin. <laughs> thanks. You are free to go back to the, the arcade. Put the blinders on. Go to the arcade. Arcade renew. Re- <laughs> no, don't tell him that. <laughs> oh, he is twenty-eight. Is is, is his uh, is his yeah, his life. blinking? Is the jewel blinking? Shh, shh, shh. We're we're hiding. Okay, 
how the hell did we last? Anyway, uh, the other big uh, story. So we were talking about the state of digital content, and I, I'm going to take it a step further into the state of digital journalism. I'm frustrated, and I have eschewed such rumor mongering stories as I'm about to talk about, but only because I'm once again frustrated by how it has blown out of control, and I, I, I want to make a serious call for judgment people editorial actual this is everything on the fanboy planet podcast is the opinion only the opinion of either i mean sometimes we do cite facts but we express our opinions about things yes uh, of uh of rick or justin or when we have our dear nate uh jason or, or myself jason whoever Drew. else you know it's, sal it's always opinions ah sal anyway uh no when sal talks about bond it's fact i know but <laughs> but anyway uh, yesterday, the Daily Mail, a newspaper from England, which is, uh, shall we say, notorious for its making up stories. It makes the National Enquirer look like the New York Times. Hmm. A, 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 a source so specious, I had to get my thesaurus out. I do have a license for that word. A source so specious that even Wikipedia will not allow it as a citation. It is blocked. They ran a story. This is a, this is an organization that regularly uses citations from comic books. Well, as I've said, I'm cited in three different places on on Wikipedia, so nice. you know it can't be good. But uh, but I use it all the time. But uh, the point I, to make is that they've they ran a story yesterday claiming that Stanley was being sued by a nursing agency because of his consistent harassment of nurses that they were sending to his home and his, I won't go into the deals because I, no need to harassment. Yeah. And, and perhaps to the point of molestation and that they've sued, that they couldn't keep nurses there. So they filed suit against him a multimillion dollar lawsuit. I think, I think that the figure that they named was 40 million. It was one newspaper slash website news site claiming this <clears throat> no corroboration whatsoever and several fan sites some i consider fairly reputable including i think and i don't mean to slander anybody else uh, i think i saw indiewire which i have found a very creditable news source um ran with it and they were still citing the daily mail story so to the point that Stan Lee's attorneys had to say today, we've never been approached, served with, with, approached with a suit. Yeah. We know we don't know what this is. It had echoed so far in the industry to to. Sorry, I don't know that one. <laughs> Sorry, Alexa. Anyway, I don't know about that. Anyway, it had gone so far in the industry that the, the that the team felt that they had to respond to something that was likely. I say likely, not true in the first place. And several people that I know were getting very upset. I got a couple of messages like, oh my gosh, what do you think of this? And I said, it's the Daily Mail. It's simply the, da the Daily Mail. I am not saying that there might not be a case coming against anybody. I don't right. know. We do know that there's history, uh, because I'd seen this happen, um, you know, He's passed away. Julius Schwartz, the former publisher of DC, apparently in his elderly elder years. I never met the man. I never witnessed it, but certainly enough people that I find creditable 
Uh, and many creators who I admire say, yes, we grit our teeth and, you know, it was the time and we, and it, it, it happened. Um, it's not my story to tell. You know, there are people that I'm sure it's online. You can find things there. So I'm not saying it's not possible. Right. It's just. It's not responsible journalism. It's not responsible journalism. And I, and, it, and and as a lot of the world has made me angry in the last year, we, which I worry about. And I try to breathe and, and keep calm. It's like yes. one of the things is we are responsible as consumers to not fly off the handle. We are responsible as citizens to not fly off the handle, to take our responsibility, not our right, our responsibility as consumers and citizens to think critically. And if you don't know what I mean by that, it, it is. Look for another source. Look yes. for it. And and it's like, you know, I'm looking at a few Star Wars novels. We talked about that. That how every year, I say about every 10 months, the same article from comicbook.com keeps coming back about how Disney was going to release the original unaltered trilogy. Mm-hmm. And people and I would see people posting going, this is awesome. I'm going, first, look they at can. the date. Yeah. I think the worst thing about social media, and we are just as guilty because we're there, is that nothing, nothing dies. Everything comes back. How many obituaries do you see that are of a celebrity three years ago that somebody forgot had died and right, they go and right. then five people repost it? How many political articles, and I'm not saying the things that are I've seen reposted aren't things that are outrageous, but look, look that was so five months ago. Yes. Already we're saying that. So 2017 is like, yeah, that's great. Where was your outrage when that actually happened? Now it's too late. Now let's focus on what's happening now. Right. Because you can't keep fighting the same battles over and over, but social media is causing this. Well, it's... But it's, in this case, it's a microcosm of two days, and I'm just, I'm just really frustrated because the other thing is... Here, we've said this before on Family Planet, and it's almost like mock pretension of, like, we try. I don't run with stuff until I've sourced it or freely say, look, this is absolutely only a rumor. Hashtag grain of salt, people. Because I realize that sometimes this is people's jobs and their livelihoods. It's usually people's jobs. And I know that people have lost their job. And right or wrong, don't forget that that's people at stake. It's all. people. It's their jobs. It's their family. It's their loved ones. It's their associates. It's the company they work and for. And I'll say, if if people have legitimately done something wrong, then they should pay the consequences. But we need to determine what those con. And as a culture, we're going through a rough time. It doesn't. Even that doesn't matter. If they've not been accused of something, if they've not had their day in court, they're not guilty until. They either admit it, and it you know we we know we know that that well, I'm people say, will, if there are plenty of witnesses people will run with it. If yeah. there are plenty of witnesses, that's one thing too. But if it's, it's one, true. but if it's one newspaper, I was saying one article from a source that is known for making stuff up, then you know I even and I, those witnesses should have their day in court along with everybody else. That's just what I'm saying. Yeah. They, we we have we have a. We have an accessible medium where we can all hear everyone else talking at the same time. It doesn't mean that everyone is saying the truth. It doesn't mean that everyone is is knowing. It doesn't mean that everyone has the right motivation in telling that story. When journalism was slower 
and you had editors and fact checkers because you you had till nine o'clock at night to get that that paper done, and it would go out the next morning. Everything had to be fact checked, and you 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 had, you had some credibility and responsibility. Now, an angry blogger gets on there, writes yeah, something up. You as a listener have every right to believe what you want to believe, but I just ask you to think about it. And there's a responsibility with the with yeah. everything we say. And um, I, and I say that on our on our side as well. I I was just I'm I'm frustrated. And if tomorrow, by the time this by like I say, by the time this podcast goes live, I was thinking about this. By the time this podcast goes live, this will either have fanned into a legitimate fire, right, or blown over completely. But for two days, everybody's upset about this ninety five year old man, and it may or may not be true. In the, <coughs> No, I, my, my thinking here is that it, that this case is not true. There have been accusations towards people in the past that I absolutely look. It's true, you know that. It, yeah. it, so that's not what I'm saying here. It's just I think as a listener, you have the right to have your opinion. Everybody does, but from the from our side, we have a responsibility to corroborate, to try to not run with rumors. And I think it's a, it's a call out to larger, I'll be honest, better, more powerful sites than ours to think about that and not just try to get the extra 30 clicks or whatever it is that you got from the headline. We broke the story. We, in this case they hadn't, it was just, you know, and no, and, and sure, you know, we, but I, I, I get frustrated on comics journalism when, when you take uh, even Marvel or DC's press release for granted right. when they've changed history and <laughs> just go, no, no, no. How about this? Remember this, right. do this, right. you know, right. so I, that's all I, I'm sorry. It's a weird rant to start off 2008, the first podcast of 2018. And I'm upset. Uh, do we have I, anything nice to talk about? I do. You know what? One thing that I'm really happy about, let's talk comics. Seriously. Okay. We're, that I had not been aware, but I got a, a an email from Titan, which is a publisher I love. They're the ones that do both Doctor Who and they're continuing Hammer Horror, though I haven't seen a lot of those books on on the stands. Um, they are, re- and I, I guess it is all reprinted. I had even forgotten or maybe lost track of in all the adaptations. They're creating a, a, a nicely bound library of Michael Moorcock. The Eternal Champion gathered up first comics, and I think Marvel had done, Epic had done for a while some Elric, but they're yeah. gathering all these up, and so in I think it's early March, we're going to get the first volume of the Chronicles of Corum. Cool. And, which is great because all, I'm calling people's attention to it because it's very early and yet still very assured. Mike Mignola doing, doing this with... Um, Oh, is this all brand new stuff? No, it's the oh, first comic stuff. Okay, so first I've gotten he, to look at a couple of pages, the, okay. but it was it was early stuff. First okay. comics had done these adaptations, and I think I just ran out. You know, I stopped buying them only because I'd gone through the spate of getting all the. I think it was Daw that had published the Quorum. Yeah, like all the. Well, if you look at the shelf right there by the door, the top shelf, that's all the White Wolf reprints that they did. Oh, right, I forgot about the White Wolf. And you know. that's like twenty-four volumes of Michael Moorcock right there, plus whatever came out after so that. So they're doing a library. They're gathering up all the comics adaptations, and it's really good stuff. Yeah, it, and so well, they they've done a number of um, Eternal Champions. I I know I have two volumes of an Elric story hardcover from them. Um, but the idea that they're doing this all as a bound—I'm a sucker for books that look 
Like the same on the shelf. Yes, I know. So I knew you'd want to know. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I just wanted to call it out and... And the more the the eternal champion is Corum and Count Brass and Elric and Hawk, even Michael Morgan. Uh, 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 even no, sorry, sorry, Count Brass is a novel in the Hawkmoon saga. Well, he's still a character. <laughs> yes, but he's I not know. the eternal no, champion. No, it's true. There there is a Castle Brass I think in Hawk Hawkmoon. Well, it's the second. There's the, the second. There are two series separated out with the Jewel and the Sword. The something. Right. So there were four. Hawkmoon novels in one format, and then there was a, th- a second cycle of three, and Count Brass was one of those, but right, it's still Hawkmoon. Right, so right. it's Hawkmoon, Corum, Elric, and Jerry Cornelius? Jerry Cornelius, definitely. There's, a, there's, there's, a couple, there's, there's plenty more. There's, right, there's a couple that there's I never There's a science fiction. There's the, the, uh, the Dancers at the End of Time. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much. I, I binged Moorcock starting in my college years, and... It's a fun, it's a fun series, and even even better to consume, or maybe maybe it's not right to say better, but easier fun to consume, is fun a, to consume in, in, in graphic comic novel form, format. Yeah. And so they're being collected as graphic novels. I think a really exciting exciting thing. Oh, you know what else is Titan Titan is doing? Did you see what they're doing for Free Comic Book Day? No, I don't think I have. They're doing a. I've been on a break for two weeks. I may have missed some of it. They're doing an introduction to Tank Tank Girl. Ah. So, because they've got uh, Tank Girl uh, volumes coming out too, but this is like everything, what you need to know to enjoy Tank Girl as a free comic book day. I just love that idea. It's a great character. I think that's what free comic book day should be, although uh, both parents and uh, retailers should be aware. Is that appropriate for kids? I think most, I think kids, uh, I think retailers do know that, but I'm sure that it's very bright and shiny and... Uh, you know. Yeah, I think if I was a parent looking at, at Tank Girl's covers, I would go, yeah, no, let's look at the Archie stuff. Yeah, Yay, Archie. So, the, another, I just want to say Marvel is doing, is reviving Exiles, which is one of my favorite. I love that. Uh, Blink and everybody. So Blink's got a new team. Character. And, yeah. my, and they announced yesterday, and I love this, that the Tessa Thompson Thor Ragnarok version of Valkyrie right, right. is going to be introduced in comics through Exiles. And I've always said Marvel's done a pretty good job of, like, if you walk into a comic shop, you and because you saw having the movies, seen the movie, having seen the movies, you walk in. There's something that will respond to what you like, right? To the characters as, as you want them. They've kind of gone away from that because of all the crossovers, like you know, Secret Wars, and uh, what was that uh, last one? Everybody hated Secret Empire, right? Which I'm reading through and just going right now rereading in one as they're releasing it on uh, I bought the individual issues but right. rereading on MCU and g- going well you know the thing is it's uh, I'm more convinced than ever that if they presented this as an alternate earth story no one would have had a problem it's a really well done story I think the problem is it's effect on mainstream continuity I think yeah I think I don't disagree with you, although I my impression of it as I read it, knowing from the get-go what, what the resolution was going to be, was this is an interesting alternate Earth story. And and that's all I ever took it as. Right, but I think it still had impact on continuity. So that's the... Yeah. But yeah. I'm excited to test that that Valkyrie is coming through, as well as also announced last week... Well, hang on. More be- timing. I, no, I just want to throw in... Gail Simone, who was teasing us all on Facebook last week, like, 
what female character from either Marvel or DC would you like to see me write? And then on Friday, I believe it was Friday, Marvel announced she's writing a Domino solo series. Oh, cool. In time for Deadpool 2. So nice. there, Or, I'm sorry, it's not Deadpool 2. It's the untitled Deadpool sequel, which I really hope they leave as the title. But getting back to Exiles, the, the um, it's an interesting place to put that character given Exiles is all about jumping between alternate mm-hmm. alternate Earths and all the characters that are in it, with the exception of Blink, um, are alternate versions of characters we know. So there's an alternate version mm-hmm. of Ms. Marvel in this and an alternate version yeah. of, uh, I'm trying to remember who, who all I saw in the picture, but there's there's a a little tykes wolverine is one of the main characters that, that, from yes. from the mojo verse uh vank uh, uh chris eliopoulos or uh or a scotty, scotty i think it's a scotty version. scotty young version yeah. of it but i think they're they're fleshing him out a little bit more than the flat flat although i've seen some pretty flat looking scotty young looking yeah, images yeah, i have the, so yeah, yeah so, so i I think it's I think it's great. It's yeah. hilarious, and uh, I loved Exiles before. I think it was Judd Winnick who first launched that yeah. book. And that was a really, I mean, it was cavalier, but it had some deep points to it too. Well, it's just proving, you know, there's no bad characters. It's yeah. it's it's all in in what the writers are allowed to explore and what mm-hmm. they're willing, what they want to say. So, uh, looking forward to that. And so I want to go to what's in the bag. It's already uh-huh. kind of late for us, so you know, let's, <coughs> let's go through kind of some movies and TV. Keep getting short trip. But everybody's favorite. What's in the bag? I'm going to start with the end of a book series that I'm hoping is not actually the end because I, a couple of weeks ago, I know I brought out, and this is not from this week. This is from last week, but it was significant enough that I wanted to talk about it. This is X Men Grand Design Issue Two of supposedly to although i heard i heard when i was reading about this that people were saying it's a six issue series i told you that on the last podcast and, I, uh, I, I had read it but i'd also read that this was the the last issue to be brought up um it it doesn't end i i'm feeling like it's going to be more i don't know if they can get another six issues out of it maybe two maybe two more out of this it's an x-men book it can never end well it, it's it, it can serve its purpose in another two which again the purpose is quite entertainingly even if you know the x-men history this is a fun read and it's an experience to, to that uh, ed pisker has has put this book mm-hmm. together um with l- amazing art that kind of cuts the difference between the way art was done back in the 60s and 70s and the mm-hmm. way it's done now and characterizations. There's almost a Mike Alred feel to a lot of it. Um, it's it's on what looks to be uh, faded paper and it's kind of a pixelated three, you know, the th- old mm-hmm. three color process for a lot of the image. Um, so again, it's a, it's a $6 book, uh, but I can't if you at all interested in the x-men that's that's a definite buy all right uh, i don't have the physical copy right here but next in mind would be the archies number four we just recently referenced archie yes. minutes ago the archies number four because the archies team up with the monkeys wow so how that happens i'm not sure but 
I just want to call attention. If you're a monkeys fan, I'm a monkeys fan. I and the more hey I, hey, the the more you pay attention to the monkeys, not only from a point of view of they're funny the, as a show and as, as their persona, um, but the music's great. And the Archies have been doing that. They're like each issue, the Archies is meeting a new band, but from all over rock history. Whoever okay. they can license, I guess. Have so, they met Kiss yet? Uh, uh, that was. Uh, no, Archie met Kiss. The whole Riverdale gang met. There was a crossover, which was actually pretty funny. Uh, two years ago, three yeah. years, I have the I have the trade okay. of it because it was very funny. They mocked Twilight mercilessly, and uh, so anyway, you know, again, it's kind of fun. It's still in that. It's sort of an alternate, you know, an alternate take. Is that's Archie Comics is making their bones by doing all these alternate yeah. versions of yeah. of Archie to the point. You know, yeah, I, I was. Is it? They've still got the cartoony stuff. This is somewhere in between. There's still all these other books about Riverdale that, including Riverdale, uh, that are telling different versions and the hunger, which you know, Jughead as a werewolf and so forth. So there's still the the horror line, but this I think is close to just fun. And if you're a music fan, there's the monkeys and there's a Mike Allred cover. So oh, nice, nice. I think it's one of the alternate covers. I think you, you're going to want to seek that out. I think so. So next on your stack. Next in my stack is um, X-Men Gold Annual Number 1, which is, uh, do you recognize that cover? Yeah, Excalibur. Yeah, it's 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 the Excalibur Number 1 cover redone with the characters as they are today. So you've got Megan and Captain Britain. Captain Britain is the uh, bearded Britain. Megan has a baby in her arms. You have Rachel uh, Gray now. She's not Rachel. Uh, she Summers. Was, she was Rachel Summers, but now she's Rachel Gray, um, and she's recently gotten her tattoos on her face back. So that's that's back to the way it was. She's a hound again. Yeah, we're, we're not sure. It's in the. Was that what she was? They were called. She was. Yeah, she, she was, was a hound, hound from yeah. from the future. alternate fu- days Ahab's of future past. Ahab's yeah. So and then uh, Kitty Pride, who was uh, who was uh, these are all the characters and Nightcrawler who were on the original uh, number one. Um, it's a nice story. It's not necessarily what I would have gone for. With hey, here's Excalibur again. It's more like hey, here's Excalibur around the house, uh, and uh, it's but it's it's a it's a fun little look at some characters in the back and uh, their from their past. Uh, it's a $5 annual, which I guess is closer to what all, most of the Marvel annuals are nowadays. Um, I, if you were, if you were a big fan of Excalibur in the past and man, I, you know, just reading through this, I'm remembering the Alan Davis stuff with the Chris Claremont writing. And mm-hmm. that was just such a great book for so long. Um, and then it, and then the original team left and it kind of went in and out for a while and Claremont came, no Davis came back and mm-hmm. wrote and draw, drew it for a while. No, oh, I love that book. So yeah. So this is a trip down memory lane. If you want to take that trip down memory lane. All right. Uh, I'm going to throw out, put up next. I don't want to say throughout, um, because I, I think this is good. And I, to some of it, this may have come out weeks ago, but I had backed the Kickstarter campaign and it just came in this week for me which is the trade paperback of Black Mask that originally published this, the book called Black, which is a very intriguing premise and one of those things... <laughs> I look at this quote in the back. The premise alone is insane. <laughs> are you are you familiar with this? No, not at all. Okay. This is basically, in a world that already hates and fears them, what if only black people had superpowers? 
Oh. So if they develop superpowers, they have to hide them. It's taking X-Men to the next level. Um, yeah, I guess you could say that. Uh, so it's by Kwanzaa Osa... I, I'm sorry. I really apologize that I don't quite know how to pronounce this. Osa, Osa Jeffo. And illustrated by Jamal Eigel, who had drawn Supergirl mm-hmm. and uh, had worked for Action Lab for a while and did Molly Danger for them. I love Jamal. He didn't also, he's not getting credit for it, but he did Firestorm many years ago in the, in the somewhere pre new. So what is the, so so the premise, is six the issues premises that, that, so is it, is a closed off world or is it six yes. issues not a continuing? It, you know, I, I don't know. I haven't reached the end. Okay. Uh, because when I back something on Kickstarter, right or wrong, I wait until the, this is end book one. So there will be continued okay. adventures, but, uh, continue tales in this world. When I back a Kickstarter, even if they offer me like individual issue PDFs, I don't read it because I want to have oh, yeah, yeah. the solid trade in my hand. I, so I finally got this. It is available at your local retailer. And I know it's available through Diamond Black uh, by Osa GFO and and Jamal Eigel and several. several it looks is it is it black and white with the spot color inside? No, it's just it's, black and white. It's black and white, but with some great. Great gray work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's been, it, it's, I guess, would you say that's a wash? I don't know. But really great art. What an intriguing premise. And I'm hoping that this fulfills my belief is this is going to be one of those really seminal, important, like I want to do almost quarterly now, just kind of figure out what the are most the... important graphic novels you should be reading right now. Like I started reading Surgeon X. I uh-huh. recommended it months ago, and I got the trade. And the first chapter scared the crap out of me so badly because it's so plausible that I just, I haven't gotten back to it because I'm like, no, this is, this is accurate. This, this could happen and I'm, I'm scared. But and we've talked about Vote Loki, how Vote Loki is oh, yeah, a really yeah. great satire, but yeah, there's some truth to that. And so, you know, I want to call attention when I think that a book has landed that is something that, I'm not going to say it's a game changer for graphic fiction, but it's a book you should be reading because it's going to ch- might challenge your thinking. Might you might say, yeah, you know, this is an interesting metaphor. Like what you said, we're taking the X Men really far. I mean, let's be honest. I don't. When I first read the X Men as a kid, I didn't. You didn't get see the race metaphor. thing. Yeah. I didn't. I, I didn't get the metaphor for anything. Yeah. The movies I think have been more about, you know, about gay people being feeling closeted. Impression, impression uh, of difference, uh, people. You know, yeah. yeah. And that I saw, that I got, you know, but it, yeah. I, I don't, and they, they say in hindsight, yes, that Professor X was meant to be Martin Luther King and, and Magneto was meant to be Malcolm X. I didn't get that when I was six no. reading those stories, but I do, I do see that analogy now. But when someone is going out of the way to comment on and, and comment well on race relations on where our culture is and using superheroes or superpowers, I guess right, really more right. as a metaphor. You owe it to yourself as a fan, as uh, of the, of the medium to check it out, to read it. What, 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 the, what is it going to make you think? Yeah. And you know, so I'm really excited. At least it'll I, make you think. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's like, it's what I was saying earlier. Look, we owe it. We we should be critical thinkers, people. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is my radical. And people episode. should be exposed to to thought that they're not. We have been too long. Ah, <laughs> you know, we have been asleep too long. Okay, my next book. <laughs> oh great, Casper! Uh, there's a Casper revival. I'm I'm really kind of like 
I'm split between two. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with this one. Um, ah, I meant to go back and get that. Yes. Okay. So, that was last week. Released, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. Uh, again, we didn't We didn't meet no, last no, week. No, no, crap. I meant to go... I meant to pick it up. Yeah. I even saw it on a poster so, on the wall. So, so since we've been talking about it so long, I, it's uh, Planet of the David, Apes... David, I'm sorry. I meant to buy it. Planet of the Apes, Ursus, uh, book one of six. Um Nice cover on it. The uh, the whole imagining Ursus's top of the helmet as the cage that the humans were in in Planet of the Apes. It's a beautiful cover. Um, this is really an interesting story, and uh, just from issue one, it's telling the Planet of the Apes storyline, the original story, from Ursus's point of view. And it starts before that, too. For those who are not Planet of the Apes fans, you do know was, Ursus is a gorilla general. Right. Gen- one of the most famous images. But it starts before he's a general, and and but it gets into his interaction with the, the other apes and why he do- does things and what he perceives as a, as a danger to his society. Um, and Ursus really, in the movies, comes off just as like, it's Mark Leonard plays him, right? Uh, I think so. And, and, and just, he comes across as brutal and unthinking and not, not canny at all. It's more like he's, he's just like this, this brutish militaristic, uh, force. And this is giving a, uh, it's just fleshing the character out in ways that are consistent with the way you see him in the movie. But are bringing up a whole new depth to the character. Well, you know, it is something about a character I would never have thought of these exploring things, the depth of. These are the things that trouble me in the in the in the night. I actually I went to the LA Zoo last week. Oh, I took my my son, and we spent some time watching the gorillas. And Planet of the Apes, the original film, was made at a time when I, I've started to think that oh, I'm just going to say it. I'm going to white shame. That almost every thing I grew up thinking about, like you know, when we talk about Tarzan and so forth, is is that white culture, European culture, almost projected the way we've behaved to everything else. So the gorillas, they looked brutish, uh-huh. so they must be brutes and they must be violent. And you watch actual gorillas, which I think Tim right. Burton's version, except for that gorilla fight of, channel doesn't exist you know that was fake news too <laughs> but i saw a lot of people passing that off as oh yeah, true. yeah um that you know you watch them they are super peaceful and it's actually and i think tim burton's version of planet of the apes did reverse it but nobody liked it uh cause right it much much but the, the gorillas were much more noble even though they were soldiers and it was the chimpanzee it was thade right uh, tim roth who was the really violent one and you can and you do see that you go to a zoo and you see the gorillas and they're like they're just hanging all man. the all the Jane Goodall stuff. I mean, it's like yeah. you know the 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 Silverbacks don't fight that much. I mean, they, and they don't fight for the sake of fighting. You know, yeah. it's like so. I mean, there's a nobility, yeah. and and uh, you know, I don't know. I I just excited about that book because yeah, David Walker uh, wrote that, who's did Occupy Avenger, Avengers and Nighthawk, and done some really great stuff for Marvel, and did uh, did a did what to me is the only really good solo cyborg stuff outside of Marv Wolfman originally. You see what they did to the Scantron? <laughs> That's hilarious. You know, <laughs> it's like dripping, dripping blood ink. So, I, and there's another book, and I'm just going to say I finally got to look on the trade because I just want to tout David Walker. He did a book for um, uh, 
not Lionsgate. That's the movie company, uh, Lionforge. That's mostly digital, but he launched a book called Superb. And I don't think he, I'm not sure if he's continued writing or if he's alternating duties with someone else writing issues, but it is about a town where there was a superpower because a meteor came. It was almost like, like the new universe. There's an, been an event. Right, there's an event that causes. And people have gotten powers. And so there's an agency looking uh, to, and they're testing children to see if they're going to show. That's what some, J. Michael Straczynski did in his right, series Right, with Rising too. Stars. Yeah. But in this case, the lead in Superb is it's a young, it's a teenager with Down syndrome uh-huh. who is superpowered. And so he has found somebody to make him a costume and he dresses up and he's trying to save people. And while this age government agency is testing all the children in town to see, and, and their, their testing is flawed because obviously this boy has been able to, es- to escape detection. But it's just a really interesting take on, you're right, a, there are tropes. There are stories that, yeah, we've heard it. It's all about the teller and how they approach it. And I just think, and it's not just because, you know, lucky enough it turned out that once he had started writing comics that it, we had a mutual friend and so I got introduced to him. We've had him on the podcast. He's a really nice guy. But beyond that, he's a hell of a great writer. I read that Shaft, the first one, A Dangerous Man. And yeah. It, 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 it's great. I couldn't, you know, Shaft was not a character I grew up, I knew who he was, but I didn't get into. And David Walker made me a fan. He's a great writer. So pick up Planet of the Apes, Ursus. Hey, pick up Superb. I snuck an extra in. The other book I'm going to recommend, I think let's let's stick with it, is Mr. Miracle, which is technically Brian Michael Bendis' first work for DC because he has a cover blurb. On, on Nice. The Did he DC. claim that? Uh, no, I think DC has been <laughs> saying it, though. And um, the and it's a good timing because this uh, is it Tom King is that the right yes Tom King is the writer uh, today also Marvel released the hardcover deluxe edition of the Vision the twelve issue mini oh nice that Tom King oh had that's done. good yeah. so I, I'm 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 sneaking in an extra which you would have done so this is yours uh, but 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 Mister Miracle is again pick up the hard pick up the Vision know that. This is not a book for kids, and certainly neither is Mr. Miracle, but I skipped the vision. I bought the first issue, went, eh, and then I started reading it when it was showing up on Marvel Comics Unlimited. I'm putting on my wish list. I'm going to pick up that hardcover because I want that book on my shelf, and I know that Mr. Miracle, who's always a character I loved anyway, but what Tom King and Mitch Gerard's, I don't want to sell the artist short, are doing with this book is challenging what i think about the fourth world yeah and some of it is to me somewhat obvious i mean you know like orion's always a troublesome character to mm-hmm. me i've never thought of him as heroic he's he's been used that way but there are some he's impulsive and there's aggressive. some cloddishness let's go out, yeah, and, yeah. out and say that but the whole structure and it's interesting and to me scott free who just wants to be free free and in a way wants to be human and but the love between him, him and Big Barda and a couple issues ago where they were like in the beach arguing of whether or not he should submit to execution and just join the romance. But in a very believable, this is a couple that have gone through so much. Oh, yeah. This is a fantastic book and you should be picking it up. And that's, yep. that's what I'll say. So let's. Uh, Can I make one more comment? Sure. It's really killing me. Um, so I'm just going to say. 
the first issue of a three issue series, Batman and the oh, Signal. Oh, another Dark Knight Metal thing. Yeah, I right. picked that up too. This came out uh, last week again, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it's in my last um, week's And I don't know if you, you don't read a lot of Batman. Um, did you catch any of the Signal in the Bat- regular Batman stories? In the All-Star Batman when he when they were doing some of the stuff. With okay, him. so it's a character that they've... Uh, the. This book... Don't get me wrong. I have them all. <laughs> I just don't know. I know, I know. I did say read. Um, Please don't make me go blind, iPhone, because I need to read these comics when I'm 70. You have, really have to think back on this, and this comes out of the Robins. It was... We are Robin. We are Robin. And uh, so this character, whose name I forget right now, uh, but the signal, has been slowly cultivated to the Duke. point... Duke. Slowly cultivated to the point by Batman in a series of very measured and thoughtful uh, sessions, series, uh, to be the daytime Batman is basically the premise. Taking a completely different approach to his the way he's approached every other sidekick, yeah. And... Which oh, I've, I don't I've, think to, I don't think the signal's meant to be a sidekick. I don't want to. No, he's not. He's, meant, he's he's meant to. As go characters off. go, I'm so happy that the signal exists. And so am I. I am very disappointed in this first book. Uh, it's uh, let's see. It's Snyder. Um, let me check and make sure it's Scott. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Duke Snyder. Uh, Elliot Scott's Snyder, evil evil twin brother. Uh, no, I think it's. I think. I'm, I think probably it's Scott it is. Snyder. Um, you know, it's not it's not a uh, Scott Knight, Scott Snyder and Tony Patrick are the are the story, and then uh, oh, the story is Scott Snyder and Tony Patrick. The writer is Tony Patrick, and then we've got and this has got there's so many so many people on this. Um, well, because they're rushing a lot of stuff through, and, and I think and you know, this story rushes through without much story, and for a three issue series. I really expect that you're going to take off running from page one. And I'm tired of this and, happening. And, and this is there's a lot of background in this. Because I agree with you. This is a fantastic character. Yeah. But this whole event, they're rushing a few things. They're delaying some crucial things. Because guess what? The Jim Lee book, whichever one that was supposed to be, is delayed. Yeah. And, you know... We know these things are happening there, so I don't so know. I don't I don't know I'm I'm torn on this I don't know what to, I I want people to buy it because I think this character should have a chance. Yeah. On the other hand, I just just didn't like this no, you're book. Angry. Look, we spend a lot of money on comics. There's no yeah. denying it, and sometimes we do it so you don't have to, listeners. But we want to support. Look, I don't think either one of us have ever walked into a comic shop and not talked to the owner. Uh huh. And befriended, you know, so they're friends. I want that. I want every comic shop. This is something that I also saw. I'm sorry, it's a news thing. Was that I can't remember which store it was reported that they've seen a twenty one thousand dollar downturn in sales last year from Marvel alone. I can't remember which shop it was, and I'm wow. sorry. Talk about your rumor mongering again. There, I started with <clears> my <throat> rant. I'm like, I can't cite my source, but. Here, and then I saw a friend post this and say, see, it's all because of Disney. I'm like, no, it's not. It's because this industry keeps cannibalizing itself because you've got to keep growing. Yeah. By the way, every decision when we talk about Marvel, that's not Bob Iger. That's not Disney. That's like Perlmutter still in control making decisions about what the comics company is allowed to do. You know, I like to think that 
if Marvel is being cannibalized, it's partially getting cannibalized by the, all the new upstart companies. No, I'm sure that is. We've talked about that before. And like, because they are doing new and different things, and they deserve to succeed with those new and, and different things. And it's not things. even that Marvel's doing bad work. It's like no. going back to Dave, David Walker. His Luke Cage just got canceled. We talked about that on the last yeah. podcast. You know, they've canceled, announced they're canceling about six or seven books that people liked. But you've got to make a choice at some point. I don't. I, I don't know. It just feels like how many books are there? How many books that are just designed to get me to accidentally pay three ninety nine right. without reading it because I like this? I'm going to go Batman the Signal in my stack this week. I've got Batman Detective. Yes. Uh, I I wasn't at the shop last week, so I've got Batman Detective, Batman, Batman the Signal, right? Free. And plus, last week I missed. Apparently, um, there was a, a another metal tie-in for Hawkman. So, oh, I missed that one. So, okay. you know, a book that I, I I'm hoping is good, but I spent a lot. Given it, the storyline, that should be an essential book. Well, and we talked about this with this this Avengers book with a lenticular cover. I was grateful, Marvel, for issue 675, that the lenticular and the regular cover cost the same. Yeah. Because if it had been a buck difference, I would have been mad, but I, would, I, I wouldn't have bought the lenticular. Uh, I can, such I can, a, that's just a such a beautiful, beautiful cover. cover. But, you know, let's, it's, let's, a, it's a two-sided cover. Let's, let's speak of movies, shall okay. we? Let's move on a bit. Um, I, I, this week in DC Films, <laughs> Are we still gonna... a mess. Yeah. My favorite moment this week, I, I did not pay that much attention to the Golden Globes, but when they announced Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot I got to yeah. say it right, Gal Gadot. Gadot. It's even Gal, it's not Gal, yeah. it's Gal. Uh, Gal Gadot was announced as the star of Wonder Woman 2. Like they had to sell the next movie, nice. and I was like, oh, cool. Nice. It, it gave me a little thrill. Uh, but uh, David Goyer talking about something else, which we'll talk about later, uh, mentioned that, yes, he's still working on Green Lantern Corps, but if it's going to be made. He has no idea. Who can say? He goes, I don't know who's in charge this week because Warner Brothers has shuffled around who's in charge of DC Films again th- this week, and no one knows other than Wonder Woman 2 because it was announced on Golden Globes and Aquaman because I think it's pretty much done. They don't know for sure what's coming next. I, Lindsay Lohan in the weirdest thing this week was claiming it was starting a Twitter a campaign to be Batgirl and Joss Whedon's Batgirl. So one that tells me possibly uh, that Joss Whedon's Batgirl is still Uncast. in contention. Uh-huh. It, you know that it's still going to happen because that I haven't heard anything solid about that in a couple months. Yeah, uh, and two, Lindsay Lohan still remains. Um, somewhat delusional and I feel bad <laughs> I do I don't want to mock it's like you know, Robbie Don- Robert Downey Jr. came back you know no absolutely I just think uh, I-, I suspect that for what a- what there is no version of Batgirl in anybody's head that's in their 30s and um, you know I, I think you know the, the I agree is popular I, that's, I agree that's all I say is, I'm sorry the real thing is I think he's too old and I, I just don't think that I don't know of any online campaigns like that that have really worked. The only person with the power to make these things happen, because it's has already been proven true, is the man sitting across the table from me right now. <laughs> if Rick Breschneider says Lindsay Lohan's going to be Batgirl, I'm going to spend six months telling him he's insane, it's never going to happen, and it's going to happen. And then we'll be sitting in the theater watching the movie. Uh, yeah. Not together. No, no, I won't. I refuse. Yeah. I, okay. I will not give you that satisfaction, sir. But uh, Marvel is still in good shape. And, I, and just before we started sat down to podcast, there was breaking news that... Uh, I believe is Variety is reporting that Marvel has actually hired a screenwriter, though not put on the schedule, 
a Black Widow solo film and spoken with Scarlett Johansson. So it's not on the schedule, and it's a shame that they had to wait until Jennifer Lawrence was in Red Sparrow and the trailer made you know uh. made a splash this week, and they're like, oh, maybe people do want to watch a Black Widow film. I mean, you know, for years. But I'm hoping this means that's like modesty plays and and you know, any number of well, right. I saw somebody precursors post, like, Am I the first person notices Red Sparrow looks like Black Widow? I'm like, well, she's a as a character. There are a lot of characters yes. like her, so I, I don't blame. I think it was no. Fox that became that created the Red Sparrow franchise. It, it's intended to be a franchise, you know, to, that's created Red Sparrow, but it's. Uh, you know, it, it's Marvel should have got jumped on a Black Widow. There were two Black Scorpion movies, TV movies though. Yeah, not. I, no, no, I just mean. So, you, I don't know how much the like the Bourne movies cost, but you could budget. They're the less expensive. Than, yeah, than, I mean that's the thing is you could always have done something and and set uh, and done a Black Widow solo film. And the CG years stuff ago. they do in normal movies is 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 just like so, buying groceries. Anyway, maybe it's going to happen. I'm still counting on the A Force movie. I want the women of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. To, is that still scheduled? No, they're not. It's not really scheduled. Okay. But I'm hoping uh, the Captain Marvel film. Yes. You know, there was a they they cast. I think it's Monica Rambeau. So they're yeah. expanding that universe. I mean, cause it is- well, yeah, that's why I would. If I wanted an A Force movie, I'd do Captain Marvel first, and then I'd do an A Force movie yeah. under the guise of Captain Marvel. Right, and I think that's. Uh, I think it's going to happen. I, you know, the, the one thing I'm thinking about it with with the movies, and so I've lost track. You have any? Do you have a sense of how many dozen Marvel movies we've had so far? Have we? Is it up to two dozen of them yet? Or? I believe it's three thousand. And so. so Here's here's my next. I may have just watched Ang Lee's Hulk a couple of extra times. Here's, it felt like three thousand. Yeah, Ang Lee's Hulk, um, the, the uh, which is, gets to my point. I think the next, and you can you're going to tell me I'm crazy on this, but I Always. think the the next big thing where we'll know that there's been a sea change in comic book movies will be when they can write a title for a movie that does not include the name of the character in it. And they had an opportunity with uh, the Infinity Wars, in my opinion, because there's yeah, so many characters. They could have just said Infinity Wars. Marvel's the Infinity Wars, and that would have been singular. that would have been Mar- Infinity, Infinity War. War. Yeah, and that would have been that would have been a nod towards making these more, you know, solid. Well, which works is of- why I, I mean they're they're they've been taking steps. Avengers Infinity War, Avengers right. Age of Ultron. Right. In England, the first one is Avengers Assemble to separate it from the uh, Ray Fiennes film, of course. Right. Uh, but the Thor has been the Dark World and Ragnarok. Uh, but it's always Thor cold. You know. Right, right, right. I mean, I know that. Yeah. But you could have just called it Ragnarok, I think. But, you know, you're right. I get the, it. The question is, are the, th- uh, and I know the answer to this is, are the, Studios too paranoid that they're going to lose out on sales who won't from people who won't realize oh that's a that's an well, Avengers movie. Well, in the movie. way that in the way that it goes, it's like I would say that the only no, I shouldn't. Say, it's not the only because I'm already thinking of of it, of, it, of other examples. But the franchise that is best illustrated doing it without using the character's name is James Bond. Yes, but it began that way. It was yes. Doctor No. Yes, and I was realizing the Matt Helm movies. 
did that. Right. And you, in like Flint, sort of, because um, there's two. There's in like Flint and Our Man Flint, but Flint is in the name. Yes. So the spy movies have sort of gotten away with it, but certainly the Bourne mo- Jason Bourne movies have not. They've all had Bourne in the Bourne title. identity. Yeah. Uh, Bourne to supremacy. Be fair, to be fair, the the first one was based on a novel called that. So that that's fine. Um, we shall see because even um, you know, even the X Men technically you know had to do that. It's, yeah. it's X Men First Class. It's X Men Age of Apocalypse. Uh, sorry, X Men Apocalypse. Uh, and oddly enough, you know which which one. I think didn't do it in the title. And it's not Marvel. I mean, I think no, 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 no. DC's done a lot better job of of not not doing this. Uh, Steel because that character did not resemble Steel at all. Uh oh, he did. I'm sorry, but you know. Did did Man of Steel say Superman Man of Steel or was it just no, Man it was of just Steel? No, Man of Steel. Yeah. It so there, there's a And you had that's a title. You had The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight right. Rises. I, I was, yeah. 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 Um, not to be outdone, Fox, just because Disney's about to swallow them whole, does not mean that Fox is stopping their plans to move forward. And they announced today that they're planning to do a Kitty Pride solo film with Tim Miller, the director of Deadpool, who left Deadpool for creative differences, uh, coming in to, he's possibly developing it. No word if that's still going to be Ellen Page or not. It could be, you know, um, but I, I don't know, but it, it'd be interesting. To- she was a, she was a pretty great Kitty Pride. Well, she has the distinction of, I think, playing it twice. Yeah. Uh, she was in X-Men 3 and in X-Men Days of Future Past right. as Kitty Pryde. Right. Was she in Apocalypse? I don't think she was. I don't think Kitty Pryde was I don't think Kitty was in the Age of Apocalypse. I only saw it once. It's better than Fantastic Four. That's um, true. <laughs> so let's talk about television. Uh, now that we've discussed, you know, superhero movies for now. I have sad news. I'm really bummed. We we talked about how Brian Fuller has left the star's production of American Gods over budget. Yeah. Well, Gillian Anderson, who was playing the goddess of media, uh, has said she will not come back. She was amazing. She was amazing in that first season. Yeah, the, the Bowie? Yeah. Kristen Chenoweth is also saying she might not oh, come back be... as Easter. And that's like... Then what is the point of this show? If you ended up I on could, a cliffhanger... I can, of, see, I can see media changing her... I could. Appearance. I just don't want to. Because I just, but Christian so Chenoweth as as Easter was just too perfect. So good, so good. I have a question. Apparently, she has said she's not going to come back for another X Files if there is. And you started watching the revival of X Files. I right? did watch the. Uh, I have not. Yeah, I have not. So, how has this season been? Uh, actually, no. no I'm sorry. I just recently watched the six the, the issue previous. miniseries, which yes. was awesome. And they've you, just, you know, they've you just, realize you said six issue, six issue miniseries, <laughs> the six episode miniseries. People, um, it's late and we're old. The, uh, and I have the, I think it's just the first episode has come out. Um, uh, it's banked on my VCR I Monday, right now. I think they might have been. They may have been a new one Monday. I, I just hadn't, hadn't gotten to it. I, and again, it's one of those shows. I watch a lot of stuff like on a, I, I can get to my VC, DVR on my computer so i put yeah. a window on my computer while i'm doing other stuff but that is a show where i will turn everything else off and just turn to the tv and give it my yeah. full concentration I, I catch up sometime in 2020 yeah um yeah so i was just curious because apparently she's she's she just got a star on the walk of fame next to the hollywood walk of fame next to david duchovny's star 
and then they've said she's not coming back. So she, I, I, she in, in I will tell you that in X Files, she struck all the same notes as Scully, which was good. But Duchovny actually came through with a real performance as somebody who's gone through all the stuff between then and now. Yes, and I his his playing of Mulder was just insanely good. Yeah, so it's interesting. I I didn't note it, but I will say you know if you're not watching Happy on Sci-Fi, what a fantastic adaptation and expansion of that graphic novel or that miniseries. I'm I I I I get blown away each week watching that show. Like, oh, that's a new thing, and that's a cool. Oh, you, you know, and the pacing and the rhythm of it. Um, I mentioned David Goyer talking about he's still working on Green Lantern Corps, and it came out because he was at the upfronts talking about the Krypton miniseries or the Krypton series. It's not a Krypton miniseries, yeah, and has confer- and has confirmed its rumored premise. So suddenly, going from the show that I least needed. To, uh, like I need any of these shows, but to a show that, all right, go on. Uh, it does confirm that the actual plot is that from present day, Brainiac has decided to go back in time and destroy the House of L before they can release Jor-El at Krypton's explosion to Earth to become Superman and his great nemesis. So he's going back in time. The person following him... You mean Kal-El? Uh, Kal-El, yes, sorry. Okay. So Jor-El... I was going, Jor-El? Yes, no, Jor-El. That's interesting. Uh, well, it depends on if you're reading action right now or not. Yeah. But uh, that before the infant can be sent. So um, he is followed back in time from Ran by Adam Strange. So Adam Strange is a major... Wow. ...weekly character... Wow. ...working with... Kal-El, uh, with Kal-El's grandfather right. to try to put him on the right path with the double-edged sword of trying to maintain the integrity of the House of El while knowing he still also has to make sure that nothing happens to stop Krypton from, from blowing up. Yeah, and So it's the modern day Adam Strange, Strange goes back in time at the same time as Brainiac. Brainiac. Wow. So Brainiac versus Adam Strange over the House of this El. Is like, this is like Superman meets seven days. And including promises uh, or hints now that they're saying, well, we thought about it. The Omega Men could appear. Other characters, it's like, it's not set in the CW verse. Right, But they're saying they're space-faring heroes. They could bring in any of them. And they're not ruling anybody out. So it's going to be so much more loaded with DC Universe wonkiness than I thought possible i i just for those who are listening which is all of you not watching rick's jaw dropped like the new gods like pennywise uh i won't say that now but but uh because that's my next thing is uh is you know pennywise opens his mouth and and drools and that's kind of what rick just no did. i just i was thinking who else would have been around during that time and be spacefaring and i went to you know, I'm just okay with an episode where Lobo appears. Dark side. Uh, dark side, why not? Uh, you know, who else would be in there that you could, I think that, that, uh, that Hawkman, Thanagar should, is fair. Thanagarian, uh, sure. Sure. Yeah. Maybe not Carter Hall, but certainly the Hawkmen. Especially since the Thanagarians and Adam Strange. And Strange's, it's on sci fi, so yeah. we're going to have to put them in black leather coats. And. <laughs> 
Ouch. Oh, I, I hurt myself with oh. that snarky remark. Uh, so I, I do want to call out a couple of things for home video uh, this week, which is that I, I just referenced it. I It came out on Blu-ray yesterday. It's been on digital. I, I don't I don't get it because we here we are. I don't get it either. Uh, how we're talking about digital. There's so much digital release ahead of time of the physical oh, yeah. media. Yeah. But here we're saying, it's like, do you own that? Is that going to stay? I'm afraid to do that. Like, sure, I've committed to movies anywhere, but... Now it's all in one basket. But what if they take that basket away? Yes. Luckily, I got the Blu-ray that had the code, so I have it digitally, but I've got the Until Blu-ray. Until you get rid of those Blu-rays, the way you get rid of your CDs. I didn't do that, though. I have boxes out in the garage, too. Yeah, I did not do it, because we're exactly the people that are doing that crazy. It's like, once your hard drive crashed, boom, I don't know, a lot of people lost their their stuff. That's that's a, another wonky conversation, maybe not for the podcast. But anyway, the It Blu-ray is very satisfying. Aside from being a film that I I, I liked a, lo- a lot, and it grows, it's like, I'm going to rewatch that a time or three. Uh-huh. And the extras actually had surprises for me. I watched them to review it, and there's a review on the site. But uh, there were surprises and cool things, and I'm very happy, and I'm, I can't wait for chapter two but also i can't wait because andy muschietti and some of the same actors are doing lock and key the pilot so i I, the more i watched behind the scenes on it the more i was like lock and key is gonna rock yeah you know so and it kind of does you know there's no there's no doubt there plus there's a whole feature on stephen king and i just love listening to stephen king talk about his work and his influences and i so if you're if you're not a fan of it, look, I'm not going to convince you. But if you liked the movie, I, I think you want to own it. Because yeah. I'm waiting for the moment my son finally comes to me and says, "I'm ready to watch the movie, Dad." Dad, I'm ready to. Watch I'm ready it. for the challenge. He watched the you know he watched the miniseries, the TV right, miniseries, right, right. but but I've done my walkabout. The more I think about it, the more I, I'm like, it, it is Tim Curry. My love of Tim Curry as an actor that has made that miniseries loom so large. Uh huh. And the film really does wipe away the memories of that. So I'm there. Another great one for that my son can watch right now, but he won't because now he's 13. He just he's too old. It's for too crap. old for that. Yeah. Scooby until he gets to be 26, and then Scooby Doo and the Brave and the Bold. They had a screening Saturday night. Uh, Shannon Eric Denton, who uh, I guess maybe we haven't actually had Shannon on, but he's an animator and a was a Wildstorm editor. Yeah, great, great guy, uh, and he's worked on. Um, uh, con man the the comic book spectrum uh, he was the editor on on the spectrum comic book and so anyway shannon was an animator on that so i i saw him you know, post about it and i was like oh i got my copy it's scooby-doo meeting the diedrich bader batman the aquaman from brave and the bold plastic man black canary I mean, they're, they're throwing in so many characters from that how can this not be fun plus they threw in a classic Batman Scooby Doo team up episode as an extra on the DVD. <laughs> totally worth it. If you you know, look who's not. I can't believe that I'm going to say this, but who's not a Scooby Doo fan in some way? Deep down, you kind of want it on your shelf. It depended on the season. If Scrappy Doo right, was right. in it, no, I, no, I, understand. I had no point. I, I, I'd move past Scooby Doo at that point. So I have no. no, I have no real opinion about Scra- Scrappy Doo one way or the other, but. I can say, I'm not going to be heretical, the Bruce Tim Batman is the best. But for sheer joy, the Brave and the Bold oh, series sure. and Diedrich Bader's take 
is the one I just I love. The audacity of storytelling in that series is so wonderful in that they keep it aimed at the children, but handing stuff off to the adult watcher and all I, through and, it. And I won't quote the final episode because it actually makes me tear every time, but the way they ended that oh, yeah. series was so brilliant and got to the heart of why I love Batman. So it, it's... Uh, you gotta, you, you gotta pick this up, and yes, I'm insisting you've got to. You and must. It, 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 I admit I haven't watched it yet. It's on my side, but I, I only had time to watch the extras on it this week, uh, and I am just so looking forward to. I, I messaged Shannon, it's like everybody pick this up, and I, I said, look, it's on the top of my stack. You're gonna give me my free time to do it, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll take it. With, I think I have to go back to LA this week. <laughs> Now and, includes free time to watch. <laughs> and I'll take it with me. You know, and, and on that, on the, they are going back. Uh, Warner Brothers is going to release Teen Titans on Blu-ray. So finally, the Teen Titans, the Teen Titans animated series animated, that they down a few okay. years ago. Why it's timely is, and it actually goes back to movies. They announced today that there is a Teen Titans Go to the Movies movie coming in. So it's in the style of Teen Titans Go, right? But they're doing a full-length animated feature for this summer. It's either going to be horrible or the most brilliant thing ever made as they parody films so or maybe somewhere in between could it be both it, it could be i love those guys i love everybody involved with that show the show that just shouldn't work but does, does. consistently no matter how unlikely right. uh i still go and I, I know one of the years i i asked the guys about this is it like when I sat down to watch the time that they t- they teamed up with the Powerpuff Girls and Mojo Jojo says, I want to find a world where the superheroes aren't interested in being heroes. I'm like, yeah. at what point did they stop actually caring about fighting crime? But it's clear they don't. Right. I still love them. It's friends with capes. Plus, man, the night, be- the night begins to shine. There had better be a full in IMAX music video for the night begins to shine. That's all I'm saying. So we'll hope. We'll see. So, hey, that's all I've got this week. We had a lot because this has been a couple Those weeks off. Yeah. And I'm not sure if when we shall meet again, but soon. Uh, at any rate, hey, this is thank you so much for listening. And, of course, again, you can use the Amazon links on the site. But first, check your local brick-and-mortar store because everybody's getting hit hard and I want everybody to do well. That's my problem. I love everybody. It's just people I can't stand. I think it was Linus Van Pelt that said that. Anyway, if you've got any questions, comments, compliments, commentaries, criticism, write in to editor at fanboyplanet.com. I'm Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of fanboyplanet.com. And I'm Rick Brett Snyder reminding you to use, use your, your powers, powers for good. Thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.thegreatlukeski.com.